0: What's wrong with you people? Hey guys, thank you for listening, watching, whatever you're doing right now. This is a podcast and I am Mackenzie. This is Brittany. Hey guys. (laughs) And this is the he and she podcast. And we are super excited that this is finally a thing because it has not been a long time coming, that's for sure. All of this has come about really in the past month. So um, yeah, kind of crazy, but a little bit behind the name and like why we wanted to do this is um, the name, I kind of came up with the name maybe a couple months ago and I didn't really know what it would be for. I just thought it was cute, shared it with Brittany. It was like, hey, that's kind of fun but didn't really think anything of it. And then uh, kind of went a little viral uh, my, myself on, little on Facebook with a post made um, about worship, uh, worship music in the church um, that a lot of churches are singing uh, these days from a lot of false churches. Um, made a post about that, didn't think anything of it. Uh, it was a random Monday night. And it had been a hard day at work, I remember. And I just, I guess I had no cares left to give. And I'd been working on a note in my phone of like, I knew I wanted to share a little bit about my story in worship music and my journey through that to where I am now. But I didn't really know when I would. I didn't have a time frame. I just had a note going in my phone. But then I think I was watching something on YouTube or something that, just inspired me. It may have have even been from Justin Peters, actually, but something that inspired me, and I was like, you know what? should just share it, and 30 people will like it. My mom will like it. My family will. I'll get a couple of comments. I'll probably get a couple messages from people that won't like it, have a couple good discussions, maybe, hopefully, and that'll be the end of it. But that wasn't the end of it. Uh, I posted it like 8 o'clock at night, and by the end of the night, by midnight, maybe it had a few hundred likes. I don't really remember. But then the next day, it just skyrocketed, and different news articles have picked it up. And, Spanish news articles. Yeah, Spanish news publications, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what they're saying. But you look... And the pictures they have pulled of me from the depths of my Facebook, I'm like, why that picture? But anyway, nonetheless, countless people reached out and showed so much support and encouragement and different pastors from different churches uh, reached out to Kyle, which is the head pastor of uh, our church, Refine Church, and just so many just bizarre. It's been a bizarre month. All of this, I don't think it's even been a month since I made the post. Um, So after all of that and seeing it go viral, seeing everything that was happening with it and the um, amount of comments coming in from people asking questions, really wanting to seek truth, people that either already agreed or people that were like you know i've been feeling this way for a while i've been feeling like something was wrong i just didn't know what it was and this you you're speaking everything that i was have been feeling and have been feeling like i've been discerning about this and um so i went to i was like Brittany, we gotta do something because In my post, I told people to message me if they had questions, but be careful when you tell people that you'll get back with them. You'll have pages and pages and pages. Because I've gotten (laughs) hundreds of, I'm still trying, I'm I'm going to respond uh, as I can, but um, I was like, we've got to do something to redirect people to um, a, a way we can broadly get this information out. So that's what we tried to do, and that's what we're doing now. And I think right now the post has uh, like 12,000 likes, 11,000 shares or so. So it, it just, it just, God just took it and said he wanted to get it in the faces of a lot of people, I suppose. So we thought the topic of worship in the church needed to be discussed and needed a lot of gray areas addressed through Scripture, through the Word, um, and what God commands in the worship of Him. Um, and um, just everything that goes into our posture of worship and our heart in worship, and that it's more than just music, it's the whole shebang, it's the whole service, it's the way we live our lives, is worship. So so many things that needed to be addressed so that's just why we wanted to do this and so therefore the name got brought back in because i was like hey we can use the name (laughs) we're gonna (laughs) call it that i guess (laughs) because we have the name i guess so that's kind of how that happened but i'm gonna let Brittany introduce herself a little bit and talk about um just a little bit of our backgrounds first and then we're gonna get into some questions um specifically from the post from the like thousands of comments under the post that I've made and we'll get into some of those. But Brittany, who are you?
1: <laughs> who am I? Okay. Well, um, I'm Brittany Tate. I am the pastor's wife at Refine Church, um, where Mac and I go, obviously. Um, we had a passion for worship. We, we love, um, singing praises to our Lord and our creator. And, um, we've had many countless conversations on the music that's out there now and, um, our concerns for it and that it shouldn't be in the church house. It shouldn't really shouldn't be anywhere, honestly, um, that has to do with praising God at all. Um, but we've had lots of conversations, like I've said, and knew we wanted to do something, but hadn't decided. And, We kind of joked a little bit about possibly doing a a podcast, but that had been actually like months ago. And then (laughs) (laughs) there's
0: a cat and there's a cat,
1: so you'll hear that anyway. He gets funky at night. Funky kitty. Yeah. So anyway, back on track. Um, We kind of joked about the whole podcast thing, and you know, we're like, "Oh yeah, we should do that." Never really thinking that it would actually come to fruition, and. With obviously everything happening with Mackenzie's post and everything, uh, it was no better time than now. And so it's gotten a lot of people's attention. People are listening and people are wanting answers to questions. And so we thought, all right, let's dive in deep. But not really about who I am, I (laughs) I guess. Um, (laughs) So I guess um, I'm a Christian, obviously, and a Christian that cares deeply um, about... The reverence and respect that we have to God, and how we come before Him, and remembering that He is holy and He is way, way above us, and yep. um, that He's just worthy to be praised in, in a worthy manner. Um, I was raised as a Catholic. I went. <laughs> She's a dirty old Catholic. And I'm a dirty old Catholic. Uh, Ex Catholic, but. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> um, but I went to a private Catholic school from preschool to eighth grade, and uh, I loved God. I knew that He was the creator of all things. I knew that He was in control, but I guess I didn't really fully understand the magnitude of that. Um, it took many, many years and some hardships in my life that I went through, and Um, meeting my husband, Kyle, before I really started to understand just who God was and and everything that he was about. But yeah, um, I I have a, I have a deep heart for, um, for worship. And I'm hoping that this podcast will shed some more light on people who have questions and people who have the same convictions that we had and help us to be bold as we're supposed to be. And to take this seriously, not just a not just about a song that we sing that just makes us have those chill bump moments or that just make us feel so good because as yeah. we're going to talk about later it's it has nothing to do with us mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's funny how our stories are very different in upbringing but the core pr- principle and like like what what was at the core issues of both of um the ways we were brought up is is exactly the same and that a lot of it was very works based um Mm -hmm. if not all of it um a little bit about my story i was brought up um in a christian home by christian parents very blessed to be able to say that looking around nowadays um i thought that was just the norm but it's definitely not um uh, i was born in lexington kentucky um and spent about the first 10 years of my life there. Um, grew up in the prosperity gospel, word of faith, hyper charismatic movements um, in the churches that I was brought up in. I've been singing and performing since I was seven years old. Um, I was saved when I was seven years old and um, baptized when I was eight. So faith was always very predominant and very important in my life. and. Um, you know, when I was saved, it was, it was legit. It was real. And, um, my parents brought me up to love the Lord and I deeply thank them for that. Um, but at the heart of what I believed being in the word of faith, prosperity, gospel movement, a lot of my perception of God was very works-based, even though I knew I was saved by grace. Something about uh, the prosperity gospel movement, which is all in that you have to have faith because if you're having struggles, God doesn't mean for you to have struggles. God wants you to live your best life now. And um, God wants you to have wealth and prosperity, wants you to live a life that is easy and going of pain and struggles i guess even though the bible clearly says that you will have struggles in this life um and the focus is always on that and and just your own personal things that you're fighting if you're you're struggling then you must just not have enough faith or you must not be praying hard enough and you must have a religious spirit or something on you if you you know struggle too much and if you start to question anything well you know you have a religious spirit and you need to pray against that you know just things that don't line up with what scripture says um and it turns into very workspace which caused a lot of anxiety and such in my life and in my perception of the lord thinking i had to work my way to keep my salvation not at the forefront of my mind but in the back of my mind you know that was just kind of the driving force not knowing that i was you know, set in His grace. Like, I don't have to worry about all of that, you know, and focusing on, more on loving Him, wanting to please Him because I love Him and because He is God, rather than having an experience with Him, what God can do for me, like God needs my worship, which is so contrary from the truth. And the whole posture of it was just wrong. Um, I've led worship now for about... 10 or so years, um, was also in the seeker-sensitive movement in some churches that I um, have attended in the past, and um, about 10 years ago, when I was 15, I started leading worship for middle school and high school ministries, and of course, Sunday mornings and such, but I was very active in the youth um, when I was youth, and then when I graduated, I stuck around and was still singing and leading worship every Wednesday night for years. And I did that for like 10 years straight. And I know every Hillsong song, and I know every Bethel song, and I know every Elevation song like the back of my hand because I sang them every week. Because I don't know why people want to repeat things all the time. I'm like, can't we do another song? So I know those songs like the back of my hand. I know almost every one. And Honestly, people have asked me a lot in my messages and such, like what was my story and coming to my realization about worship now. And honestly, I didn't have this come to Jesus moment. I didn't have this big shock of like, oh, my gosh, I'm singing bad music. That's heretical <laughs> <laughs> by heretical people. It wasn't like that. It was very, very gradual. Mm-hmm. And it started from, honestly, me, I'm not that crazy about um, – that type of worship music, not just because of what I know now, but because it's like kind of like Coldplay or U2, the bands to me. I, I like Coldplay. They're all right. I love Viva La Vida, you know, come on. I like U2. Do I want to listen to them all the time? No, absolutely not. Like I have a few songs. That's it. And worship music is what's all derived from Coldplay and U2. Like that's what, that's what Hillsong got there inspiration from to make worship music sound like what it is today and it kind of took off and then they made it made it its own thing but like it started from youtube predominantly and like that sound and they took that and then like so i was never that crazy about it i was never that emotionally driven by it i mean i was to some extent but thank goodness i wasn't because that really allowed me um god really allowed me to discern what was actually true and when everyone else was getting swept away in the music or the teaching or all of it, I would be sitting back being like, I know exactly everything that's going on. Like, I've been backstage, and not like anyone was doing anything wrong. It's just that I know that however, how hard everyone's working right now to keep the fog machines going, to keep the lights going, how how we slaved in rehearsals for two hours straight before this performance and how we're so focused on the pad getting just right uh the keys you know the the angelic sound from the pad that just makes the holy spirit fall i suppose and how if any one of those goes wrong at any moment we might lose the holy spirit and we might miss what god has for us it's just it was all performance driven and seeing it go seeing it executed from start to finish i was like there's Everyone was saying, and then hearing the people being like, "God really showed up. God really did." And I'm like, "I thought He was already here. Like, Uh-oh, did He leave? Did He, leave? <laughs> did he go away?" <laughs> like, and I'm like, "That doesn't make any sense." And like, the worship was just so good, and the, oh my gosh! And and I'm like, "Yeah, it was good. I knew exactly how to manipulate your emotions, your emotions to make it good." Especially with youth, you know, it was really easy to get youth going. Um, And having performed for a a long time, I mean, of course, I knew how to know how to work a crowd um, when you're singing on a regular stage. Um, And sadly, that translated over. And I was encouraged to do that stuff. I was encouraged to um, get everyone jumping around and just be the hype man, which there's nothing wrong with being happy and... You can jump around if you want to. You can be jumping me. I don't care. But I just knew exactly how to manipulate emotions and create. It was all about creating a, a, a moment. Okay. And I was like, can't God just be God and we just do what we know and leave it at that? Like, Why are we so consumed with like formulating this experience? And churches are all about an experience nowadays. And that's that's just the way it is right now, which is really sad. And seeing the behind the scenes of how all that just comes about, it's, it's just like, it's not real, it's formulated. And I don't think people exactly are scheming in order to make that happen. Some are probably, um, but people are just acting in what they know, I suppose. And, but the heart of it is all wrong. And it was a very gradual period where I knew something was wrong, and I. A lot of the lyrics passed the biblical sniff test. Not all lyrics are heretical. Um, there's a few songs that are just like, really? But a lot of them are pretty much okay, or they're just pretty weak in theology. They're nothing to write home about. But, and then there are a couple of them that are pretty, um, I would say deep in theology, yeah. um, that are good, if you want to call it that. But they were still being sung by people that were professing things that I certainly didn't believe in. And as I studied who these songs were by, and of course I knew who they were by. they were by Hillsong and Elevation, and every time you sing the songs at the end of the song, if the church is doing what they're supposed to be doing and reporting what they're singing, you know you'll see the CCLI number and the license with the writers of the songs at the end of the service or after the song. So you'll see it up on the screens in the church service. So, of course, learning these songs for years, I knew who they were by. But when I started looking into what does Elevation Church preach on a regular Sunday morning? What does Stephen Furtick teach? What does he believe? Um, What does Bill Johnson believe? (laughs) What does Bethel teach? What are they over there doing? What is gold dust falling from the ceiling? (laughs) <laughs> uh, over in the air vents. What does Hillsong preach? Who do they endorse? They endorse Kenneth Copeland. Okay. Wow. Um, all these people that I'm like, uh, that's not right. That's not biblical. Um, very questionable things started. Uh, I started finding as I was doing research and. Um, I got to a point where, I mean, I knew I was like, this is wrong. This is manipulation. This isn't true worship. And sadly, I knew that for probably a a good two years before I actually just was like, I'm done. I'm not going to sing it anymore. It wasn't because I still wanted to, but I didn't want to be without a church home. I was trying to be as biblical as I could. I was like, I don't wanna be without a church home. I need to be in church, so I have to ride this out and do be where God wants me to be. But then, in the whole scheme of 2020, <laughs> of oh, what a crazy year that was, um, I ended up, me and my husband, we ended up finding Refine Church, finding Kyle and Brittany, and was the best thing, honestly, one of the best things that happened to us. And in 2020, I did start the year off, uh, well, not start the year off, but as the year progressed and it was so crazy, I had started studying more than I ever had before. So that whole period and through the summer was just like, I think, and honestly, the the situations that was going on in the world was really um, a driving force behind that because I was realizing I had to stand up for truth and fight for truth um, and I wasn't able to sit comfortably in my bubble anymore and that all of that was being infiltrated into the church, all of the... Cultural agenda. So, having to keep up with everything that was going on, I started studying and I, um, and then, yeah, we met Kyle and Brittany. And then I was like, all right, we're done. <laughs> goodbye. And then this year, yeah, make a post and go viral, and here we are. <laughs> Hello, time goodbye.
1: To, time to start some trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, that's all about me. Um, I'm also married and um, been married three years. And um, we are just deeply passionate about this, about worship, about truth. And we're just really excited to find find each other and advance the kingdom. And that's our main goal. So, yeah.
1: So that What's takes, next?
0: And takes us into heresy.
1: <laughs> Ouch. That's a perfect it's, transition. It, yeah. It is a, it is a perfect transition Need a sip of caffeine. For yeah, that one. But, um, yeah, we, we dive into heresy and people throw that word out a lot. And, you know, they hear one thing that comes out of somebody's mouth and they're automatically a heretic, but that's, that's not exactly true. You can, you can be in a position where you say something that's wrong and then someone can come up to you and address it and say, hey, what you said, that wasn't right, you know, with love and respect, obviously. Um, you might wanna check that out and go and study it. And then the next time they have that opportunity, they repent and they say, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I didn't get that right, you know, I, I, I messed that up, I didn't study it in the correct way, maybe I didn't look at the context, maybe I didn't look and see what, what the Greek said, you know, um, and they repent for that and then the next time they they got it right but if you're continuously saying something that is not biblical that is not accurate and you have people that are surrounding you all over the place that is saying what you're teaching is not accurate whether it's from the pulpit whether it's in your small groups whether it's in the lyrics of your songs and you're not making a change then that's heresy mm-hmm. and so Just to give a a definition, um, it's any belief or doctrine that contradicts the essentials of the Christian faith. Um, There's primary essentials when you're talking about the Christian faith, and that first um, heavy hitter is the nature of God. Um, Hebrews 1 um, really goes over who He is, and um, with that nature of God, you get into the Trinity. And so an example of heresy against the Trinity would be anything that goes against, uh, Trinitarianism and you just can't, you, you can't go against the Trinity. No, you just can't. Essential in the <laughs> it place. is. It's a major essential. You
0: get that wrong.
1: Yeah. Which Jesus are you serving? Not Jesus. Not the, God of scripture. Of the
0: Trinity. <laughs> no, no. Um,
1: which leads into uh, the next essential, which would be the nature of Scripture being um, infallible and errant. Uh, it's theonostos. It's, it's God breathed. Second um, Timothy three. Second Timothy three sixteen tells us that mm-hmm. all Scripture is God breathed, and that's one that it, when you read this word, you know it, it is God speaking. It is Him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's no one else. And that this, his word, there's no mistakes. There's no contradictions. You can take it for what it says. Yeah. And um, I think it's blatantly obvious all over the text.
0: Yeah. I love what 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5 says, um, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, repute, repuke, reprove, repro- rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching but have itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths so yeah i see that today a little bit just a little bit
1: just a little just a little (laughs) yeah Um, We've got uh, two others that we uh, consider to be uh, essentials, um, and I—I I don't think there would be many Christians out there that would debate this. But the doctrine of salvation, um, Ephesians two eight through ten, it's kind of important. It just, yeah. just a little bit. how you're saved is a little important, you know. Through <laughs> through grace by faith alone, um, it is nothing of you. Not by works. lest nope. any man should boast. Nope, nothing of you. You got nothing to do with it. Um, and then the nature of the Incarnate Christ, uh, his time on earth, and um, his return. And the way he states it in his word is the way that he says it's going to be, and it will come to pass just as he yeah. says it. And people can read things into the text, but yeah, you know, you're reading your tradition right into it. So sometimes you need to take yeah. that lens off and just read it and let the text interpret itself. So yeah, um, those things you can't, you can't mess up on. those are the primary essentials. And if you mess up on on those, then, you're not looking at the God of Scripture. Yeah, You're just not. And so if those things aren't at the forefront of your Christian faith, then it's time to do a little bit deeper study. It's time to make sure that the songs that you write or um, the the sermons that you preach or the small group that you lead, um, whatever ministry that you are a part of, if it's not lining up with those things, then it's time to take a second look Mm -hmm. and make sure that you are accurately... Serving God in the way that He demands
0: mm-hmm. to be served. He definitely has a specific way in Scripture that He has uh, blatantly stated in many different Scriptures of how He is to be worshipped and praised, and um, and sung uh, to. Yes, and
1: praises to. And, and and songs and
0: and, and hymns, hymns and and all of it, and singing mm-hmm. to the Lord a new song and. Every, every, so many, especially in Psalms, there's just so many scriptures, um, of course, of to sing, but how to sing and how to praise and worship and glorify him because he's God, kind of created it in the first place. He might have a way he wants it done. And so we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and we shouldn't be coming up with ways that aren't in the text. <laughs> um, and making gold dust fall from out of the air vents and We're uh, soaking things from people's graves. Yeah, That's it's, gross. It's also important to for us to address, you know, our hearts behind this. I, yeah. I mean, I know I t- talked at the beginning of how there was a lot of encouragement from people and such, but there's a lot of backlash. Um, yeah. There was a lot of angry people mess with their teachers that they love and their traditions that they love they come after you and it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows it was about 50 50 um maybe a little more support just from very exuberant like-minded individuals that I had the pleasure of getting to virtually meet and uh, have a conversation with but there's a lot of people that very much disagreed um and the biggest thing was you know you, you are not to judge. You have no right to judge them. Judge not lest you be judged. Matthew 7. Which, yeah, we're going to get to it. and uh, <laughs> We've got a whole little section on that. But our hearts behind this is not to slander these people. Right. We care about these people. We're not trying to make fun of them. Um, They do some pretty wacky things. You can't help but laugh at some of it. Um, We'll kind of shake your head and go, whoa. Yeah. uh, (laughs) We'll also put notes uh, or in the notes, we'll put links that you can watch for yourselves. These miracles from Bethel, um, things from Justin Peters, Doreen Virtue, uh, very solid people of the faith. Things that you can see for yourself, um, right. instead of us just telling you about right. the gold dust. Right, go watch it. We'll go put the it. we'll put the link um, mm-hmm. in the notes section of the podcast and um, elsewhere, and so you can see for yourselves. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we care about these people. Um, but the Bible calls us to call out false teachers. Um, false teachers. Are talked about in 26 of the 27 books of the New Testament alone. So it's a very prevalent theme, and it's definitely not um, it's it's definitely not something that does not need to be addressed. Um, yeah. Because Jesus uh, had no problem calling calling out false teachers, and mm-hmm. he instructed us to do the same. So. We're living by that best we can, but we have good hearts behind it, and we need to pray for these people, of course. And, um, you know, we're not haughty about it, um, but the truth's the truth, and this is the truth. So, we are bringing this forward to our brothers and sisters in Christ and people that are being led astray by these false ideologies, by these false churches, and they are false churches. They don't have the proper leadership um, of a biblical, true church. Um, they lack church discipline completely. They don't mm-hmm. practice church discipline, um, and heavily involved in the seeker-sensitive and prosperity gospel movements like Bethel Hillsong Elevation, and they're false gospels, and they're leading many people astray. and. A lot of people can be saved through those movements. So, you know, God is not limited and He is not to be restricted. Um, But it's definitely not something we should sit on our laurels about and be okay with when it's openly going against Scripture. Um, So that's just what we're trying to do.
1: Right. I like what you said, um, that there was a lot of positivity and encouragement that came from the post, which initially shocked me because... Mm -hmm. I didn't, especially rea- at the beginning, there was. Right, I didn't realize there was a lot of people that were kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like there would have been more people that were like, "How dare you say something against yes. the songs that I love to sing at church on Sundays and, and worship, and how close it brings me to God and the feelings that it that it makes me feel for Him and everything." I, I just anticipated when I read your post. Of course, it, it struck me with just. I was very proud that you took the stance that you did and and everything but seeing all the people that were so positive and giving you those encouraging messages i was like wow okay yeah this is awesome but then we talked about the the negative comments Mm -hmm. um we you know we really honed in on those negative comments and um talking about the misunderstandings with that Mm -hmm. and um when we were talking about heresy uh, just a minute ago, um, we have to have to have an understanding of whether heresy is objective or subjective. Mm-hmm. And the people on the post that were having misunderstandings of what was what your post was even about—it was taking bits and pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. They take one line of it and say that that was what the whole post was about, and yeah. then it missed the entire point of like, what you were trying to
0: address. Did you read the post? <laughs> right,
1: and so. It, the, the heresy, uh, it, they're saying heresy is your personal opinion, and, it, and it's not. It's not at all. Um, it's, <laughs> I, ob, it's objective because heresy is anything that goes against the primary essentials that we <laughs> talked about earlier. Um, and uh, they're stated, they're objectively based on God's word. Mm-hmm. And so it's not heresy is not your opinion. You have to be able to look in this word. Yeah. This is not an opinion. Right. This this is, this is truth. truth. This is truth. This is this is what he says. This is his words to us. And so if you're going to if you're going to have an issue with the post that you put, please make sure that it's not just your opinion that you're you're spitting out of your mouth or typing with your fingers behind a screen. Please understand that it's not, a. It, we don't want your opinion. I, thank you, but no thank you, because I want to know what this says. Mm-hmm. What does the word say? Because that's really ultimately the only thing that matters. Yeah. And so I understand that when, you're, when your traditions are challenged, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You're put into an uncomfortable position and you go, ow, I don't like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and in our culture now, we're offended by every tiny little thing, and especially when it's our traditions, when it's at our core of what we believe and how we feel, what is, what it, what what makes us feel good, um, then that's an issue with people. Yeah. But the people's opinions don't matter; it's God's word that matter. And if it contradicts that, then there's an issue there. So yeah. you have to make sure when you're looking at and calling something heresy or having an issue with someone calling out heresy, you need to, you need to check and make sure, okay, is what she's saying is, is it her opinion or is she going off of scripture, which is what you did. And so it was difficult to see and to, and to love you as a sister in Christ. And I guess as a sister as everyone, a regular sister, which everyone thinks thinks we're sisters. sisters. (laughs) Um, But to see people come against you and to have my love that I have for you, the things that they say and to take your words and twist them, I'm going, oh, you've missed her heart behind it. You've missed how she deeply cares about this and how it's a, it's a cause for, um, being able to not lead people into that path mm-hmm. because it's a dark path yeah. where people actually, people actually believe that it's, it's, it's full of light and it's all yay. God, I love you. And it, you may be saying, "Yay, God, I love you, but
0: it's not, not the true God. Yeah. It's a little G God. Um, I know, uh, we went into, um, or I went into in my post a little bit about, um, things that these false teachers preach and teach and believe. And for Mm -hmm. example, I did name how Stephen Furtick preaches modalism um, T.D. Jakes is a big mentor of his. T.D. Jakes believes in modalism, uh, which modalism is the, uh, a heretical, um, well, it's a heresy, a heretical heresy, uh, that God <laughs> is not, it, it is a heresy of the Trinity, and that God is not um, uh, one being three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and that He changes forms, um, so He would shift from God, to the Holy Spirit, uh, kind of like a ship thing and, and go into different modes um, to where mm-hmm. he is not all God all at once, um, which is very much a contradiction of scripture. Um, well,
1: it's kind of trying to bring it on our level to understand, Yeah, like like where you have the, the three states of, of uh, water mm-hmm. as a solid liquid and a gas. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're trying to bring that into something that we can wrap our brain around, we can see. Yeah. But the whole point of the the Trinity, we will never understand. Our our, our brains are not going to be able to comprehend how God can be three in one. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing that we can we can do to understand that until maybe one day He reveals that to us on how that works. Yeah. But that's where faith comes in,
0: mm-hmm. and He's
1: yeah. taking that for a loop.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, some people still debate the Trinity. Uh, well, lots of people do, I'm sure. Um, but why would you want a God that you can wrap your whole mind around anyway? Mm-hmm. That's um, the whole purpose of it's, it's the purpose God of a God. Right. Um, if It's just no different than you and me and our tiny brains. I wouldn't want him in control if I could figure him out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because then I could do his
0: job. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that would be case. good. And no, it definitely would not be good. No. I wouldn't do a good job. <laughs> I really wouldn't. So... Uh, and he has teach that. Um, we will, I will definitely, we will definitely put that link in the, and so you can watch that sermon. But people had an issue with that too, because they were going
1: to, um, Elevation's church website Mm. and on the section of what we believe, and it's not stated there. And so some people were going, look, here's the screenshot. They don't say anything about believing in modalism you got to do a little further than that. They're not going to come out and blatantly say, we are modalists here. We believe that God changes forms. He's Holy Spirit this day and God the next day and Jesus tomorrow. He didn't, they're not going to do that because they want people to come into their church. So you have to listen to his sermons. You have to read his books. Yep. You have to do a little bit more of what, like what I would like to say, not lazy studying. So you're going to have to dive more into just taking somebody's word for it or just quickly going to a web page yeah. and saying, well, oh, I don't see it. So it's okay. Yeah. That's like, that takes you like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's not studying. No. You, need, you need to make sure that you're doing a deep dive into what you are looking into, what you're, what you're going to, I'm not going to call them churches as Justin Peters would call them their institutions because mm-hmm. they're, they're not churches. They don't meet the biblical qualifications um, to be a church. Um, but you gotta, you have to dig a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It, it should be, God should be your first priority in your life. And if that's your first priority, then you should study and pray and, and, and dive into it and, and learn as much as you can.
0: Yeah. And, and you should want to. Right. Um, that is a true sign of you know, a believer and who wants to study about the right. Lord and They're not satisfied mm-hmm, and learn what is it what do I know and why do I know it and why do I believe in it and why do I have faith in it mm-hmm. um, and people would debate um, people will debate mm-hmm. about that well he didn't really mean that and and also the sermon Stephen Stephen Furtick preached um, where he called himself God Almighty Uh, and said, quote, I am God Almighty. And whether or not he meant that specifically, people will be like, oh, he didn't really mean that. Oh, he didn't really mean to preach modalism. That wasn't really what he was talking about. Or he didn't really call himself God. Um, Maybe
1: he should have come back the next sermon and said, hey, maybe that came out wrong. I didn't really mean to say it like that. I'm sorry yeah. if you took that the wrong way and it led you to believe that I was saying something that was going against God's word, but yeah. th- none of that
0: happened. Mm-hmm.
1: None of that happened.
0: No, he didn't attempt to clarify. Mm-hmm. He wasn't aloof that people were making these allegations. Right. He is not in the, he is in the no. <laughs> He knows what is being said about he's a smart him guy. at all times. He's
1: not—he's not stupid. He's not hidden he's not from stupid. that. Yeah. Um,
0: and also, a lot of people were like, "Well, have you talked to these people?" Yes, and
1: I have his <laughs> number saved in my favorites <laughs> on my phone. Let me just call I'm him like,
0: up. Let me call him up real quick.
1: Like, if that was the case, I'm sure there'd be a lot more people reaching out. But I I'm pretty know. sure their numbers aren't that easily accessible.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm like, where's uh, a phone book these days? Let me just. Well, we got you got number. You got Google. Bill Johnson's number. Hey and, Siri. Uh, hey Bill. Do you Your pre- church is preaching heresy. Bill, do you preach heresy? You don't. Oh, okay, fine. Like, like, didn't
1: you watch my podcast where we laughed the whole time and didn't actually address what I
0: said in my book that was not right? <laughs> I'm like, <sighs> y'all, I can't talk to Stephen. I don't know. It's mean, Stephen Purdy's not going to talk to me. Um, <laughs> If he did, great. Right. But. Right. If we could do that. I would not. Object. Absolutely. I would, I would not object. Uh, absolutely not. But the point is, is that he's not, We can't just DM him and slide into his DMs and be like, hey, Steven, I need to have a word with you. You know, um, yeah, okay. it doesn't work like that. It's like yeah. in the Christian world, wow. it's like trying to get a hold of Taylor Swift of the Christian world. And it's like, they're kind of untouchable guys. Um, and institutions. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, not attempting to recant or clarify uh, mo- whether you meant it or not, you're guilty of it. Because yeah. those are serious allegations. But then Why being a pastor... Why wouldn't you want to clarify it if you didn't mean Yeah. That?
1: Like, being a pastor, you are leading a, a congregation. So... I, I don't even like to use that term about with them, but in the position that he's in, he is leading people. Um, God says that if you are in that position, you're going to be judged more harshly. Mm-hmm. Like, that should make you tremble. Praise God, I am not a man. Just laying <laughs> that Just out there. I'm I would never, I would too. never ever want to be in that position where I would have to lead and, nope. and and be responsible of making sure that you know I lead a household the proper Mm-mm. way, or that I lead um, a congregation the most biblical way. That's a lot of pressure, and the role that God made for man, for men to do that yeah. is 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 enormous, and that's a that's a lot at stake. To make sure that you're doing all those things that God's commanding you to do, it should mm. make you tremble. Me as a woman, it makes me tremble. For my husband, knowing that he's in the position of leading the sheep and he's taking care of our household, and I'm sitting here going, "Gosh, like mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you're following the commands of what God is telling you to do in these positions. yeah, and that's it's a lot. And if you're gonna if you're gonna get up there and you are leading sheep, yeah, you've got people you, you've got people soaking in every word that you're saying. And you're not trembling for a proper fear of God of what you're saying.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's scary stuff. I don't care what you mean. You don't just fly off the hand and say I am God Almighty. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be. It's kind of a hard one to get around. Like it shouldn't be hard uh, to. Uh, it shouldn't be hard to not say.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, or or a, a misunderstanding. Yeah. I am God. I, there's. I don't know how you twist? I don't know. How do you uh, not mean that? I don't know. But So anyway, <laughs> all of this theological jargon that we have been speaking about, do we have to have it all figured out to be saved?
0: No. no. Thank goodness. Theology um, is a dirty word in today's culture. Yeah. And, and so is doctrine. I guess yeah. having knowledge is um, not power. I guess having knowledge right. puts the Holy Spirit, puts God in a box. Yeah. Uh, as the... Uh, well, but the, the crazy
1: part is, though, is that the, we're all theologians, whether anyone wants to admit that or not. Mm-hmm. We are all theologians. You're either a good theologian or you're a bad theologian, yes. but you, ha- everyone has some type of knowledge about God. Mm-hmm. You're without excuse. Yeah. It's all around you. So you don't have to have this in-depth knowledge of theology in order to be saved. That has nothing to do with your salvation at all. No. But... You need to have an understanding. Like there's a difference between not knowing and understanding theology. You cannot know it, but you can't you can't not have an understanding and then deny it. Yeah. And so right. it's when you are saved, that Holy Spirit resides in you and you're going to want to learn more. And the more that you learn and the more that you study, God becomes so much bigger. So to me, when people say it puts God in a box, I'm like, that's the exact opposite. Because the more I got into the Word, the more I studied, and the more I prayed and asked God to to reveal Himself in His Word to me, show show me who you are through your Scripture. He became so much bigger than just, yeah, He created all things. Mm -hmm. So much bigger than that. And I'm thinking, you're saying you're putting God in a box, becoming... A, a theologian
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and, and learning all these things, you have a, a, absolutely the, the wrong idea of that.
0: Yeah. Of mm-hmm. what it
1: means to study. to me, it's just like, we're back to that, that laziness. I don't have time to do yeah. it. That's hard. Those
0: words are really big. I don't know what yeah. they mean. Well, people look them up. People don't like big <laughs> words. They get, <laughs> and it's like we're in middle school and it's like, Oh, the cool, the cool kids, they don't know yeah like, they don't dumb. know what that word means like they're dumb so, they don't get a's and they if you know the s-
1: words then then you're a nerd <laughs> you're
0: a so theological I'm a, nerd. I, I, yeah i'm a
1: theo i'm a theology nerd you nerdy, um, nerd mm, nerdy nerd
0: theologian nerdy nerd <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's, you're looking down upon having knowledge of god like and try right. try sharing the gospel with someone right you gotta know who God is to share the gospel with someone. Right. You, Which he commands you to do.
1: So if you <laughs> yeah. go out there and you don't have a proper yeah. understanding of the gospel and what what God tells us in his word, then you're spreading a wrong message and that is dangerous. That's so so dangerous. Yeah. Um you got to you've got to know it. Yeah. In order to to do what he's called us to do, which um, advance the kingdom. And in order to advance the kingdom, you share mm-hmm. the gospel. And the gospel's going to offend and people mm-hmm. are going to
0: get mad. Mm-hmm. They might not they might embrace it and love it. Mm-hmm. But the truth divides. Yeah. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. And uh, that's exactly what these False teachers are guilty of is Mm -hmm. leading people astray um, in their congregations. The church is supposed to be the safest place. And with these mega churches, it's one of the most dangerous Dangerous. places because uh, places like, you know, Bethel, they're a cult and you're. Yeah, their congregation is giving money and countless churches and organizations singing their music, which is their number one tool to lure you into their teachings. You're giving money to a cult. Right. Um, right. But uh, in Second Peter uh, chapter 2, you know, just a, one example of being warned of false prophets, um, starting in verse 1, but false prophets also arose among the people You yeah. see it played out. Yeah. Um, modalism, it is a heresy. That is not debatable. Um, that is a thwarting of the Trinity. Right. Um, the prosperity gospel, that is, uh, that is considered a heresy because right. it is a false gospel. It's a false Christ. Uh, the Christ of Scripture does not say you're going to live your best life now. No. He says, take up your cross. And die to yourself. Right. Take up your cross and follow me, right. and be willing to die for your faith. Right. And and on willing. earth as it is in
1: heaven does not mean that there is not going to be yeah. sickness or cancer or people that need to wear glasses or or, or marriage for that matter. <laughs> um, you know, say goodbye to all those things mm-hmm. um, because that's that's totally not what it meant. And when Bill Johnson's claiming that, you know. It's got to be the same way on earth as it is in heaven because in heaven there is none of those things. Well, come on, pal. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's all I could really say. When he said that, I just, I was, I, I retraced the video back. And I'm like, what? No, no, that's not what that means. No. That's not what that means. And you're leading people to believe that their faith is lacking, their prayer life is lacking, or they haven't given enough money to you. And they're believing that it's their fault that they've yeah. got cancer or it's their fault that their spouse died or um, that, that their child has a, a, an illness and, and they couldn't raise them from the dead. Mm-hmm. You're making people believe
0: that that's on them and it, it's not. Yeah. People, and that, that, how sad is people that? People not taking their meds because that's a lack of faith. You should be believing that you're healed, and right. And people some people are dying are, from some of these Benny Hinn crusades and right, and right. all the healing revivals, and right. it's people's lives are right. literally at stake. Not only their spiritual lives, but physical. their physical physical lives. Like right. serious stuff. It's it's right. it's funny what some of these people do and try to do and say and you laugh but you know it's serious stuff people right. actually believe it um but we get into some more specific questions especially from the post um the biggest one like can't i sing any song that i want to say it passes the theological sniff test can't mm-hmm. i sing that and offer that yeah. to god no <laughs> i mean the simplest answer no
1: no I'm sorry, even if it is the most wonderful worship song you've ever heard, it's not about you. It's not about you. What you sing
0: and how you feel about that song has nothing to do with you. It's written by people professing a false Christ. Who was that song really written about? Whether they think it was about the the God of the Bible or not, um, what they're teaching on Sunday mornings, that God... Uh, that's who their that's who their worship team. That's who their songwriters wrote that song about. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way Justin Peters puts it because it really puts it into perspective. Like, say Planned Parenthood, the organization, wrote a worship song and put it out. Mm-hmm. Would your church sing it? A place mm-hmm. that kills and murders babies? Not a chance. In the womb? I don't
1: right. think
0: we would. <laughs> Right. That, that one seems pretty obvious because, right. uh, uh, it is kind of obvious or it should be. Um, but, uh, uh, becomes like people don't come announcing themselves as false prophets and
1: you no. know, the devil doesn't wear
0: horns and have a tail. He comes like, like an angel of light. Uh, smooth, it looks talking. good. Yeah. It looks it's good. Appealing. It feels good. How can something that feels this good be bad? And their, wow. heart, their hearts, wow, the, the heart
1: is the problem. The heart's mm-hmm. the problem because most people, when they're singing songs like that, they're so moved emotionally. Mm-hmm. But I love um, what Matthew uh, chapter 15, verse 19 says, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. So your your heart is full of that wickedness. Our nature is sinful. So our hearts are gonna lead us to our selfish desires. Our heart is not led to do the things that that God calls us to do until he regenerates us and pulls that heart of stone out and, and molds it into a heart of flesh. Then our heart is desiring after the things of God. Yeah. But if you're singing a song that's making you feel those things, and it is not biblical, then it's not right. Mm -mm. It's not right. It's coming out of wrong motives. It's coming out of um, false doctrine. And I think the God who created all things, just my personal opinion here, but I think the God who created all things, the God who knows all things, the God that has started from, from the beginning of time until the end of time, knows every step of everyone's moments, everyone's thoughts, number of hairs on their heads, and I could go on for days. But why would you limit to singing a song that you know is not okay to him? Mm -hmm. It's like a slap in the face to him. Yeah. He wakes you up every morning. He puts that air in your lungs. He he walks with you every day. And you're going to sing a week- theological song just to because
0: him you just like because it.
1: you like it again it goes back to it's not about you it's about him yeah. so if the song isn't rich theologically then you're being disrespectful to God yeah
0: I think we've forgotten who we are and who God is, right? And we have—it's it, like a we've low... got such an
1: equal playing field, is what's happening, mm-hmm. and we're totally not even close. Like
0: God knows my heart; He'll understand. He does know your heart. He does That's know right. your heart. That's absolutely
1: right. He does, and He
0: knows that your heart is deceitful, and His thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and His ways are higher than your ways, mm-hmm. saith the Lord. Yeah, we are not born good. We are not born with a good nature, we are born with a sinful nature. So the minute your heart starts being swept up in emotion and you Mm -hmm. better take a step back and be like, what is truth and what is senseless uh, emotion that is not rooted in truth at all that completely contradicts the word of God. Right, right. Well, we talked about the big hitter with this
1: one, the one that we have been going back to, Isaiah 55, Uh, Verses eight and nine, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not about you.
0: Mm -mm. I can
1: say it over and over and over and over again. Worship is about him.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't care if you get those chill, bumpy feelings. I don't. It's not, it's not about how you feel when you come in or if you sit there and go, oh my gosh, I love this song. It makes me feel so close to God. mm -hmm. God draws near to you Mm -hmm. and stop singing crappy songs to him. Sing (laughs) something that's worth singing. It's like something um, that glorifies him and and displays his magnitude. Like the words in the Psalms tell us like, goodness sakes, we can do much better church institutions yeah, we, we can we do should. much better
0: and we should do much better it's like, we should care it's like uh there's this sermon from vodi balcom and my husband actually showed it to me but it's a <laughs> clip of him saying um he's so funny it's a clip of him saying you know imagine that my wife for my wife's birthday he, he said i'm a watch guy i like watches and uh, he looks um, like a watch guy <laughs> yeah he does he's like imagine for my wife's birthday that i got her a watch He's like, my wife doesn't like watches. He's like, I like watches, but I'm so happy to give her this watch (laughs) for her birthday. Like, meaning, you're we're offering um, sacrifices of worship that are not worthy of a holy God, written by people who are writing about a different God, butchered his whether they know it or not. And like God wants our watch, (laughs) God doesn't want your watch. God wants what God asked for and commanded. And Mm -hmm. it's up to us to be diligent and seek that out and know what that is and be passionate and want to give that to him. Um, And it's hard to change emotion. Emotions aren't bad. There's nothing bad about like, you could have a -hmm. moment with God in a song. You could, that's totally fine. But right. that is the driving force nowadays. Right. And right. I love God because what he can do for me. I love God. I love worship because I have an experience. Yes. It's all about a personal worship experience. And experience, I hate that word. I, I really won't use it anymore because people, it's all associated with an experience like, like we're in this weird Hindu world. like Like cult stuff. Yes. uh, Expecting some supernatural thing, like, like God's a puppet and he just does what we want him to and like, oh Lord, give me the warm fuzzies. Like, I love this song. Mm -hmm. Like, stop. God's just like, what?
1: (laughs) Right. Well, there's, Um, we watched a a documentary documentary. We watched a YouTube video. Let's just get that straight. watched a YouTube video with Doreen Virtue and she was interviewing a man and I cannot remember his name. So I apologize. Um, I will try to get that in the, in the show notes. Um, but there is a, he was talking about how there's a biblical way to follow your heart. And I loved how he put this because Yes, our hearts are sinful in nature. We strive to do the things that are, that are sinful, that go against God. That's, that's who we are. Um, but as we talked about, when once you're regenerated and your heart has come from stone to flesh, um, we're submitting our hearts to God's will. So before all that's happening, before He's made a, our heart into a heart of flesh, we let our, our hearts, ourselves, direct our lives and then we get to that point where we've been regenerated, and we want to submit our heart uh, to God, and we want to follow His will. We we act on the desires that are from the Spirit um, in order to um, follow what God will for us um, uh, in Galatians 5, and this guy with Doreen, I mean, he hit it perfectly, and I just thought, yeah, because there's so many things in the Bible that say your heart is wicked, it's deceitful. Um, like Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to think about yourself going, gosh, I'm desperate. Like, really? I'm." The things that I want are deceitful and all those things? Like, yeah, they really are. But, you know, when we are saved, we want to do what's pleasing to God. Yeah. And the, so the songs that we sing, we should look at the lyrics without hearing the music first. Separate the two, because like we've talked about, that music has a way of appealing to our emotions and hooking us in and going, oh gosh, I really love this song. Like, well, you like the song because it takes you to a memory. It takes you to, you know, a time and place, you know, of of a good worship service that you had at church and it brings you back to that and, you know, all of those things. But it's not always pleasing to God. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes he's saying, oh, well, your stuff is like your dirty period rags,
0: mm-hmm. which is pretty
1: like, disgusting. Your
0: works are like <laughs> filthy rags. Oh, it's
1: gross. But, you know, your heart obeys God when you, when you are under God's submission.
0: hmm yeah. And in the realm of idolatry, which, mm-hmm. I mean, having your, a uh, when your experience, with God becomes your goal rather than God Himself. You've created an idol. You have created an idol. Of that music. Of that music, of that teaching, of that mm-hmm. feeling, of that. It's not, if it's not rooted in this, which is God's living, breathing word that He's left with us, mm-hmm. that's an idol. If it yeah. goes against this, it's an idol. And if right. we're relying on an experience to meet, to, to feel God, to fulfill our needs of worship. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Then that's creating a false a false right. idol and a false gospel. Which
1: God says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Which both of those commandments were are in sin against if we're doing those things. Exodus 23, you shall know other God's before me. Exodus 24 through 6, having idols. So you're in violation of both of those if you are making worship about yourself. Yeah. And rather than God. Yeah. We have talked a lot. We've talked <laughs> a lot, and a lot, and a lot of it has been heavy. and And one thing that one thing that I do want to say, because we have talked a lot about those churches, um, institutions. I'm sorry, I keep getting keep getting off there, but that doesn't mean that those churches don't have anybody in their congregation that aren't saved. Yeah. And that's a real thing to talk about because we can sit there and go, I cannot, I can't believe anybody would, would go to, to Bethel or, or Hillsong or Elevation. You know, I can't believe that they would go to those churches and, and see what they do and not be able to see the deceitfulness going on there. Yeah. But if I want, I, I want to make it clear, like if the Holy Spirit resides in you, the Holy Spirit is your guide. Even if you have fallen into deception, even if you have been led astray, He will guide you to truth and repentance willingly. Yeah. I mean, it, w- it will happen. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit is inside of you, He will guide you through it.
0: Yeah. The Lord will show you mm-hmm. and give you the discernment in order to... Right. No no truth. No right. his pray, truth.
1: Pray and ask and ask
0: him. God, give me biblical
1: wisdom. Mm-hmm. Give me discernment to be able to understand what's true and what's not true. Give me discernment to stay away from those false teachers. I mean, holy cow, the amount of people that said that you're not supposed to blatantly come out and call out names of people who are false teachers. I mean, what did we write down? How many verses I couldn't even I couldn't even finish writing them.
0: Yeah, there were so many
1: false teachers. Like you said, there's twenty six of the twenty seven books in the New Testament mm-hmm. have Jesus and and his followers saying, No, you need to call them out by out by name. Um, I mean, there's over like Thirty on here, <laughs> that I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" There's more. Than, there's more than just a few. Yeah. So obviously, that's something that he wants us to take seriously. Yeah. And there if Paul's calling, if Paul's calling about my name, are we not everybody? in front of groups of people? Are we not to do the same thing? It needs to be done with gentleness and respect and love and in love and in humbleness and in truth. But you get to where people are so offended
0: yeah don't I'm touch so, god's so anointed. offended
1: don't touch god's anointed that but, is taken out yes, of context yes
0: majorly taken out of context um if they are not anointed if they're preaching a false gospel yeah you hate to break it do you i Can't guess my, i guess one of my biggest takes
1: takeaway with this is that test everything mm-hmm. and hold fast to what is good If you're not testing everything, then you're just taking somebody's word for it. If you go to church on Sunday and you don't go home and study afterwards to see what your pastor has said, you're just taking it as, well, he's in that position. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about. He's God's anointed. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No, study it. If he says something, take it back home. I say he, because it should be a he at a pulpit that's another story for another day but <laughs> if, if he's saying something don't just take that and, and run with it and go well he said it so it must be true yeah that's the, that's what got us into this predicament in the first place mm-hmm. I mean you people in the prosperity and word of faith movement they're not checking what their pastor is telling them nope they and they're just taking they're just giving
0: their money away you might as well set it on fire they take it like they're <laughs> modern day prophets that can do no harm and hate to Hate to be the bearer of bad news, they're but a they're lot human beings, and yeah, they're they're doing a lot of harm. Men that they don't know, they don't know, they don't know, um, <laughs> uh, they don't know. <laughs> but and
1: they may be in a position that they're deceived as well, and yeah. not so much as that they're coming out and saying, or you know, they're doing it with ill intentions. Some might be, some might be, and they're going to have that conviction. You know, that's between them and God. Okay. Yeah. But. Some of them themselves are completely deceived, as in so wrapped up in it that they can't see the truth anymore. Yeah. And so we do need to diligently pray for those people because ultimately they're image bearers of God. Yeah. All yeah. of them are image bearers of God. And we need to care. We need to care that they are spreading something that is not accurate of what God says in His Word. We need to care deeply that brothers and sisters of Christ are falling down this path of deception.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we should care. And we're instructed to protect the flock and help our brothers and sisters. So Right. We're, we're
1: supposed to edify the church and build it up. Mm-hmm. You can't edify the church and build it up if you're singing stuff that is not worthy to God.
0: Yeah. We haven't even scratched the surface. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even get through
1: like three pages of my notes, and we've been talking for... That's an, why like, we're
0: starting a podcast, because there are <laughs> many episodes to be had to where we can hash out... All of this, and of course, this was the very first episode, so there's a lot of ground to cover. So, bear with us. You don't even know who we are. <laughs> and we're just like, hello, we're and I give you to gave
1: like a brief five second introduction because I was nervous. <laughs> I've never done a podcast, I don't do well in front of cameras. So,
0: yeah, Mackenzie's, Mackenzie's better on that end of, end of the things. You know, I'll just stick to drinking my coffee. Well, hopefully, you'll get to know us a lot more and um, and our hearts behind it. Yeah, that's the biggest part.
1: Mm-hmm. We deeply care. Mm-hmm. We deeply, deeply care. And it's not to, to slander those people.
0: Yeah. It's
1: really to, hey, test it. Yeah. See if it's good.
0: It's it's not fun to uh, see such things, see things that make you so grievous for people. Um, yeah. It's not fun. Like, yeah. you want everyone to just be happy and healthy and go on your merry way. But that's not the reality of life. No. Um, it's not. But... We have a lot more than we can talk about. That is why we're making podcasts. So, please let us know your thoughts, what you want us to talk about. Our Mm -hmm. next episode, we really want to get into more of... Judgment. Judgment. (laughs) Righteous (laughs) judgment. Righteous judgment. judgment. These false teachers and the more specifics of what they believe even Mm -hmm. uh, deeper than we touched on uh, in this. And please... Share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. (laughs) I never Um, thought I'd be
1: sitting on a video where I was a part of that saying of something that I was in. It's always something that you see... On other people's YouTube pages And you're like Hit that little bell I mean, So do that for us please You know We're just too um, Well what's the know, point of
0: having it if no one watches Two dirty Calvinists <laughs> <laughs> doing, a, doing a podcast Leave Brittany alone Yes Leave Brittany alone
1: but, <laughs> but If you only knew the inside joke With that with us uh, Yeah they might know it I'm always the one that's picked on Because I'm short And I'm older than everybody That's why
0: she has a stool Yeah That's why I have a stool Because my feet don't touch the ground she has a little black stool (laughs) because these chairs are fun anyway we this has been fun and it was a lot of fun we're going to be doing more of these uh in the future so let us know your thoughts and um i guess let's uh close out in prayer and i'll pray for us and um yeah we'll we'll pray for this issue specifically and these um uh people and uh, yeah, people that are deceived. So let's yeah. all pray together yeah. online and in person. Yeah. <laughs> but dear Lord, thank you so much for um, everyone who's listening, watching, uh, <laughs> judging, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> uh, just, we pray for hearts that are, uh, we're able to reach from uh, just sitting right here where we are uh, into the depths of the internet and um, from a viral Facebook post to... Uh, a podcast with (laughs) two people who we don't know we're doing a lot of the time but we do know that we love you and that we care about uh, advancing your kingdom and about people knowing truth because what is the point of life if we don't have truth Um, and how can we know what we believe if we don't have it and we don't know who you are so lord we pray for uh, hearts that are deceived, hearts that are being yes. led astray. We yes. pray for uh, these institutions, false churches, um, just people that um, m- might have the right motive of just wanting to wanting to know you, but but wrapped up in a world that is not of you. Um, mm-hmm. So we pray for those people, and we we pray that through love and uh, gentle gentleness and correction that hearts would be led to you, to the true being of God and all that you are and who your word says that you are. Um, And help us to um, showcase you to the best of our ability and to show what your word says and uh, not our own feeble opinions with our feeble minds, but Mm -hmm. um, your, your thoughts, Lord and help us to, um, learn what, what it is that, that makes you, you, and the ways that we are to worship you. And it's in all these things we pray in your holy name. Amen. Goodbye. Bye (laughs) y'all. Toodles. (laughs) Toodles. (laughs) Oh, I can cut that